Hi, how you doing? This is We Looking at Podcast with Michael Macurola and Benjamin Lewis. Hey. How you doing? Hey. How you doing, babe? I'm doing good. Yeah. I just want to say that I've noticed that you hit your ear a lot more often since getting your septum piercing. Dude, it's it's the exact same as like when you get a shot or something at the doctor yeah. and someone like con- continually hits it by accident but like not remembering that it's hurt or whatever. Yeah, I do that to myself. But for months though. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. I'm going to be honest. I was really, really like it's like there's a certain cusp to it. There's like a certain point between the first month of getting it that you're really, really conscious of it. And then every other day after that. Mm. And uh, I'm at that stage where it's every other day after that. Is it just that piercing or the other two low piercings? Nah, as well? the, the other two. The only difficulty with the other two is that the other two are earlobe piercings, by the way. Uh which, you know, I'm sure the majority of people that have those get them at fairly young age, but when you get them when you're older or whatever, at a time that you remember getting them, it's like I didn't know what side to sleep on. Like, it hurt no matter what side I slept on, like whether I was on my right or left. And usually I have to pick a side, and usually it's my right. Yeah. And so for, like, I don't know, two weeks in a row, I just slept like, slept like a board and was just like like a plank. You got them one at a time, though, right? No, no, both at the same, the same time. time. Yeah, I don't remember that. Both, I both don't know why. The 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 uh, earlobe one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Same both time. both both at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Because, uh, dude, it'd be so expensive to if not do them at the same time. Yeah, that makes sense though. Yeah, yeah. no, of course. If you uh, want both of them, might as well just get. Yeah, no. If you're time. getting both of them, it's almost always done at the same time. No one, I think, ever does it two yeah. different times. I never understood the one earring look. I, I think it came from an era where choosing the wrong or like like okay it came from an era where having both earrings was for a guy was gay and having the left one or not the left the right one was also gay so if you had to get if you wanted piercings at all the majority of people got one on their left ear because that was for it was like a social that was like the heterosexual thing to do Why that though? Do you do you know the origin no clue. of that? No clue. No clue. That's the stupidest. When thing I ever. and what's funny is like even though we're way past that point in life, and I don't know, I I, I specifically like for the beginning, yeah. I wanted I wanted my like the ears pierced right, and so I got those, and that was kind of like on a whim, and I was like, eh, they're kind of cool, I like them, whatever, and then I was like, eh, screw it, let me get let me get a cartilage piercing. So, and I want if I was going to get one, I wanted it on the left side. And yeah. but just out of curiosity, I had to look up which one was the <laughs> the gay or straight yeah. side. Even though you already broke the rules. Even yeah, I mean, hey man, I yeah. don't know. So do you want more, or is it just you gotta stick with? 30? Nah, nah. I've been told by a few people to get uh, to get nose piercing. Do you want one? No. Not, Not even like the little stud at the top. That's what they want me to get. Yeah. I don't want that at all. I don't like the idea that something's in your nose all the time. I don't like that. I think I, dude, I. And I have a lot of space in my nose. Like, I have such a big nose, it would be fine. I mean, same. I, I don't have a very closed <laughs> nose. I mean, you got like, the Italian green. nose. I got the Jew nose. Aerodynamic, where it just goes straight in. The wind kind of yeah. just <laughs> takes it off. It would, it would fuck with your aerodynamic. My nostrils, <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed this, and obviously the people who are listening to this can't tell, but my nostrils are literally pointed out. Are they really? Can't you tell? Oh my god. So I don't have to fight the air ever. If a wind comes, it just comes straight into my nose. 
dude, that's why you swim so well. Your nose, you just gotta like yeah, like I a goddamn swordfish, just, just fucking like, <laughs> like flick your... it up and just like break <laughs> to the water. When yeah. you dive and shit, you just fucking penetrate it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm good at cardio sports for sure. Oh yeah, so and much I'm aerodynamic. Else. That's all, dude. That was like the biking. That's why you were so fast on that. You think so? Oh yeah, I, I know you. it was the nose. It was definitely. The it was nose. the nose. Yeah, it wasn't any. No, I, it was not physical ability or your ability to bike. It was your nose. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, were you having a hard time cardio wise? Though you said you were fine. No, no, pace wise and cardio, like I was fine. I could, I mean, although I'm extremely out of shape, I'm not gonna fucking lie about that. I'm so out of shape. Yeah. But in terms of endurance, like I can push through any amount of like tiredness or pain or whatever, and that's like literally through the fucking seven whatever years of track and cross country yeah. taught us cross like, country like just beats that into you. it literally just tells you i mean i'm sure a lot of sports do this too i'm really just not familiar with them because i don't play them but for track and cross country oh. it literally just tells you run through the pain if you hey hey you feel that pain in the back of your leg right there that's yeah, on your yeah. thigh you feel like you're gonna have to cut off your leg when you finish the race yeah keep running yeah keep keep going you're and, good and uh, you know Definitely good for your bone structure when you're a growing kid. Oh, yeah. So good. That's yeah. why I have so many fucking problems right now. I'm going to have the worst knees. Dude, in, I already do. Development. Yeah. I already do. Yeah. I have, I have. My toes click every time I walk. Really? Every time I walk. You can't like, hurt when you're I going work. up the, st- if you, you come down for a midnight I snack, <laughs> like down the stairs. Literally. Like, you just hear. I'm not even, literally exactly like that sound. Damn. My roommate's. My roommate in college hated me for it. Anytime I'd get up, because I was really? living in the same room. Yeah, I'd get up and go get water in the middle of the night, and it'd just be... Dude! Yeah. It's fine when I'm wearing socks and shoes, like, but... Mine, mine don't do that. It's like whenever I'm walking a while or I'm on my feet for a while and I take my shoe off, I can, like, curl my feet down and, like, crack them like oh, that. I hate that. That I do all the time. I that feels forcing, so good. I hate forcing... Like it's not forcing it though. It's just giving a little. You're actually actively cracking your toes. Yes, I that's love not it. something that just happens when you walk. No, like me, because that's not something that happens to normal people <laughs> when they walk. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, that but like true. my knees, I have, I have both of my knees are inflamed. Oh really? Like, yeah, both of them, like in a constant state of inflamed, really? inflamed knees. Yeah. Even when you're not like no. working out and you're totally just yeah, they get they get worse when. Like when I'm walking normally, they're like they're like you know, I don't feel anything, but they're not they're not great. When I run, the the minute, so now I think, again through like endurance training and all that, I can run a good while through whatever pain. But if I was actually listening to my body and the pain of it, I would say about a half hour into a run, I get I get fucked up like yeah. real bad and like. At the end of when I finish a run, I it's bad. Like I can't, you know how when you when you're when you're the your feet are planted on the ground and you go for a squat and you like bend your knees and squat like that. Yeah, I can't squat when I whenever I finish a run like that. Jesus. I have to give myself like I don't know like a half hour refresh rate and then I have to like ice it and do all this shit because it's so bad. I have like I have to like uh, rotate my my knee uh, my kneecap. Like that bone, the bone on the top there. Sometimes I have to shift that over, oh, I and I have to that. manually shift it. I learned that in PT. They they taught me how to do that after my last oh, PT. They had to do that. God damn. And I also have a rotated hip, like the my right hip rotated. So like that's completely fucked up, and that's what also affects me not running so well right now. 
So I yeah, mean, that's why so that's why shit. I want my bike. That's why I want my bike so bad because yeah. once I get that biking, it doesn't do anything with. I'm fine when I bike. Yeah, because it's a different motion. It's not as hard on your feet running on ground, pavement, whatever, uneven surfaces, like shit like that. I remember when I had the endocrinologist all the time mm -hmm. as a kid, and he specifically told me not to run. Yeah, he specifically was like, "You're you're gonna be fucked, dude. Dude, stop running." Running was, sucks. I, running All of you people that run, it sucks. <laughs> if you're being forced to do a sport as a kid, which I totally understand, uh, please don't pick. I mean, I understand it, but it's just like it's the first thought for like a non-contact sport. And if you're like a nerd and you're skinny and you don't have the body mass to just like wreck people in pads, uh, like a football team or a lacrosse team or whatever, mm -hmm. and you don't have like the kind of like bumping, you know, shoulder, throwing shoulders kind of mentality no, of, like, yeah. soccer and basketball. Track's, like, the only option, except for, like, tennis. But if you don't want things being pegged at you all day, then you have to, like... Because tennis, you also need, like... Tennis is tennis also you terrible need, on your knees, too, so... It's, but you also need an innate ability, usually. You need to be sure. good at tennis. Track and cross-country, although I'm not going to say you don't need to be good, you can gain skill in that better than you can in tennis. Because tennis, there's, like... I don't, I don't know. I don't want to get into, like, huge specifics, but there's, like, technique to that, like, real big technique yeah. versus running and just learning how to run properly for your body sure. and then building on that. Yeah. Definitely. So, like, any everyone knows how to run. They all, like... People can run bad. Like, they have terrible form. Exactly. But that can but be corrected over time. Exactly. You can correct fast. that much easier yeah. than you being able to play tennis better. Yeah, that's true. And, like... There's, there, there's only three reasons why people go into running for a sport. Three reasons. One, it's off-season of their regular sport. Uh, yeah. Two, they're out of shape and they want to get in shape. Mm -hmm. Or three, us. Whatever that is. I don't really, though. I feel like... I, I feel like I did it. I did it so I can maintain staying in shape. Even though I was never out of shape, I was always thin, yeah. always small. Something about it, just I needed some physical activity. Like, I knew I needed to get some physical activity, and I saw my friends doing it, and I was like, all right, that's that's cool. Yeah. yeah. After that time passed, I don't know why I still did it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me too. I, mean, I think it know, came like, out of doing, like, I, it came out of, like, okay, well, I've been doing it this far. You know, I might as well keep doing it. And, you know, it's an extracurricular. It looks good. You know, I do have all these friends on there. And it's it's fun in the moment that I'm not crying in pain. I know. Isn't that just the weirdest fucking thing in the world? Like, I loved cross-country practice. I hated the meets. I the hated meets the meets were, dude, so much. Because the entire... Okay, no. But see, the thing is... Races are just awful. Cross-country meets, it's like... I hated them. I mean, I hated meets in general. I just hated the whole feeling of it. Yeah. Cross-country was not as bad because... I hate it. You would so just much. you would just go you would go for your run and you would just do it and like that would be it. Yeah. Track it's like okay I've got four different events. One of them is the beginning of the race, like the 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 meet. Yep. One of them's in the middle. One of them's the very very last race, and then there's another one in between there somewhere. So yeah. there's never a time where I can just relax the rest of the time. It's always yeah. like all right here's your first race. All right now cool down. Get ready. Don't eat anything. Don't do anything. Have some water. All right, get ready for your next race. Yeah, you and, like, you have those butterflies <laughs> in your stomach the entire time. Yeah. Like cross country, you went to a race, you participated in a race, you finished it, and then you were done. At the most, you would be waiting till the other races Even if ended. you were waiting a long time, you weren't anticipating, like, 
oh, I have to have a break in between here. Yeah, yeah. And I have to, like, make sure that I can't goof. Like, if when you were done, you were done. You could goof off with your friends. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are. When you were done, the the beginning and endings of cross-country meets were the best. Yeah. It was just us messing around. Even on our warm-up runs, we would literally do the stupidest shit. I liked not being in varsity because even though I think I like the end of junior year, I think I got offered to be in varsity for a couple races. I don't know if it was junior I year or sophomore know. year. I for for some reason I had the choice to be in a varsity race and I chose mm-hmm. multiple times to not be because <laughs> I obviously you know because I didn't want to be. I would have done the same thing because I would be in last. But, oh yeah! Oh yeah! But because I was like middle of the pack and. Uh, junior varsity or whatever. Anyway, dude. So it was fine. I was like, oh, if I go up, I'll oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna be in like last. I was. I was content not being the last in the race. Like being, I okay. Yeah. At, at some point, it switched to a mentality of less of what other people were doing in the race and more about okay, what's my PR and just hitting the sure. PR. That's yeah. that's what it came down to for me towards the end of it. I know. But I also, also. What? I broke 20 in cross country and I just gave up. I remember I, that very specifically. I I, I think like, I I broke 19 and that was yeah. That was it for me. Once I broke 19, I was like there's no way I can get lower than that. Like yeah, I think I, I got 1830 something. I remember that race. That was fucking crazy. I I couldn't do anything faster than that. Like I there's no way. I just yeah, it's such a love-hate relationship with that sport. I mean, I would always I like it was there was no better feeling than ending a race knowing that you a either did really well placement wise or beat your PR like that was like one of the greatest feelings ever like when I broke I think it was like 530 or something in my mile at a meet that was like the best I've it was to this day still the only meet the only like meet that I've that was like my best that was my PR at any meet. And I was flipping out. I was going crazy. I don't know what I placed. It was definitely not metal, but uh, you were close though. It was it was close. I think like maybe like maybe I was like sixth or seventh or something yeah. like that. Something like that. But like I never have I ever had any better race. I did after that get a PR four forty eight, and which was insane. Which is nuts. But I'll never be able to do that again. Yeah. And like as much as I really, as much as I just said that I want that I have the drive to want to get that PR again or get back into running, I also at the same time has have an equal lack of interest to do that exact thing, and also don't have the physical ability anymore. Like like my legs are just so shot yeah. at the age of twenty one, almost twenty two, that I just can't <laughs> I can't use them for that. Yeah, dude. I I don't know. I've been biking a lot. So I feel like I you you probably men- would I have this mentality that I'm like I can get back into it. Let's fucking do this because I was never like mentally in it mm-hmm. in high school, and I feel like you got like, into geez. it at the end of like college. You right. were running a lot more. I was running a lot more, but not to get into anything. But I was going through like a rough time, so I think I was using it to deal with my to deal with that. I did. I just actually. remember when you would tell me like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm, I've been running." But I didn't record my times so though. I didn't. No, no. I but like, the, I, I that, would do like two miles or something. It wasn't crazy. The difference is though, is that like at our stage, like we yeah, yeah we can look at it. We look at it like that. But at the same time, really, any so any aspect of running that we are to do right now, is 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 enough. Like that. Like yeah. j- 
just the simple steadiness of doing a run, even if it's two miles every day, that two miles of every day will build up your endurance so that eventually after two weeks of doing that or whatever, you're like, all right, I could probably go for three miles. Yeah. And, and it be not any more strain on your body because you built it up that much. You know what I never did, though? And I really wish I did in high school. My, the reason my legs were so fucked up was because I didn't work out the other muscles of my legs. I would just work out the running muscles of my legs. So it didn't have the strength that, like, biking would give you. Oh, yeah. I really wish I got into biking in Bike, the same way yeah. I am now. Because mm -hmm. now I feel like I have the opposite problem, even though biking doesn't really... You don't have to deal with impact. So you're not dealing with, like, that level of strain. The only strain is, like, what you're putting your muscles through. So I'm, like... Really considering if I do get back into running, it's going to be a lot better because, you know, I just am working out the entire leg rather than just a few yeah, muscles or whatever, which is what I was doing. That's why I got shin splints and, like, knee problems throughout the entirety of high school. But I also used that to get away with not running. I mean, it, it was shit, useful so. in high school when we yeah. wanted it, yeah. But isn't that so funny? It's like we were so excited when we got hurt in a, in a sport because we didn't want to race. It was honestly. It was always me and like our friends and. Mostly it was, Joe dude, I, and, dude. Remember when Joe, uh, when I ran over his foot yeah. with my car. All right, all yeah. right. This, this, this my fucking car, not my car, my mother's car, <laughs> <laughs> which was a, a minivan, not a Mini Cooper. Yeah, not a Mini Cooper. <laughs> this kid. So okay, yes, we were always like kind of somewhat happy that if we ever got injured, we're like, oh shit, fuck yeah, we don't have to race. Or like if it was ever at like practice, we're like, oh hell yeah, we can just go on the bike or we can just do some small like short thing and fucking chill for this day. Joe went to the extent to ask one of us to run over his foot at a we were at a meet. Yeah, we literally were thirty it, like, minutes away from running. Yeah, we were literally like 30, 20 minutes away from the start of the on. race. Like, yeah, we all like like <laughs> they were already getting ready for the race, yeah. and he was like, "Someone's got to run over my foot." And I don't know if there was a like something else going on. Like, I don't know if he was just sick, but it wasn't enough. It whatever was it. going on, he wanted nothing to do with that race yeah. at that moment. Like I hated that course, though. Do you remember? Oh, that, that course? course is awful. The only good part that. about the course was the fact that the uh, abandoned. Uh, oh, the abandoned insane asylum. That yeah, the the, the, the 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 what's it called? I don't remember the name. Uh, of it, but I they, forget what it was. They, they had demolished that place. Yeah, they they tore it down now. But there used to be. That was a creepy fucking place, though. Dude, I, that was fun. Yeah. That was a fun place to go to during warm ups and stuff, or during like <sighs> but that, before or after a race. That course was brutal. It was in the open sky, like just you're just in a field, it going was around in pathways. Scorching hot. There was a middle eagle. That would shine light onto the oh, runners yeah. so that it, it would be caked, like <laughs> literally like baked by this it was, eagle. It's like the equivalent of like taking a magnifying glass yeah. on ants. Like that's what that thing was doing to us. Like and that's burning the end us. of it too. That's like that's it. That's towards the end. We're already dead at that point. We're like, eh, let's burn these like fuckers while they're coming in. Half a mile out from the finish, you know, you're getting fucking baked alive. And like, and like, they worst. had like some of the like one of. I mean, it was maybe like maybe a, a five second not even four seconds to get up this little incline but it is the steepest motherfucker on that goddamn oh, course yeah and you have to and that's like again towards the end of the race like what maybe you have three quarters of a mile left at that point yeah, and at least like maybe less and you have to go up after already run, running like two miles or so a little over two miles and go up this steep ass little like 
I don't, I don't even know what the call, like the steep ass little hill. Little cliff. I, I literally put my hands on the ground. I crawled yeah. like a fucking. It, you, so at some point, you just get so tired, you had to like crawl up it like you were four learning to walk. Yeah, it was awful. But I do remember being right there after that race with like me, you, oh, yeah. a couple of our old friends who we're not really close with anymore and just screaming at people. Who it's fun to like, yell at people in the race. Yeah. You're not part of our school. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Why was that an insult? You're like, you're not, you don't go to our high school. Cause Joe's weird like that. Yeah, that's true. You don't go to PR. You don't go to PR. You don't know nothing. We are PR. We are. <laughs> you're not. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know why we didn't just go hang out on that playground. That was a fun fucking playground. We did playground. for a lot of the time. That's the thing that I also remember in high school. We played on playgrounds way later than most people our age. Oh, yeah. Because of track meets. This is this shouldn't be, and it is not, but it, just to say, maybe possibly a hot take. I think playgrounds are way more fun when you're 17 and up than when you're, like... 11 and below absolutely you can hang off shit a lot longer you that just the strength the creative ideas that come into your head mm -hmm. when you're not a child yeah you know ch children have their own creativity i get that but like i mean dude raptor 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 is literally the best game that kids could not like not even if they had the idea they just could not play that game strictly based off the fact that they have no coordination yeah. and would get way too injured when you're older, if you get injured, then uh, that's on you, piece of shit. <laughs> I'm absolutely the best at Raptor in our friend group. Dude, because you literally run through that like a goddamn chameleon. Like, you fucking fly through different shit and, like, you do crazy, like, you, you hang from s stupid shit. I don't shit. do that crazy amounts of shit, though. Compares to, like, to my you, brother. You can just, uh, well, okay, not compared to Mr. Parkour yeah. fucking... He works at a parkour. Bearded. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, compared to, like... You know, our friend Bickerm and Aaron, and they're very big guys. You're just agile. You're yeah. just, like, I mean, I am too, but I don't have the same, I don't know. It, it's. I think you'd rather, like, hide and then run away yeah. instead of try to hide and then stay hidden as somebody's, like, around you. Yeah. I feel like you'd freak yeah. out too much to, like. I mean, I could. I really could do that, but part of me, at, at and when I'm in the moment, I'm just like, oh, dude, I don't want to take the risk of just sitting here on my ass when I know if I ran right now, I'd be good. Yeah. Like, that's usually what I think. I'm like, oh, if I stay here and get caught, I'll feel like a piece of shit. Like, oh, fuck, I could have done something about it. But mm. on the other hand, if I stay here and he doesn't tag me, then I'm, I'm a fucking genius. I'm just, I'm, I'm you know, I, I try in my life to be a natural rogue as possible as best I can. Hey man, that's just, just you. That's just life. To, you know, just trying to hide, man. That'd be such a cool D and D idea too. What to run like a Coliseum esque type thing, where everybody makes like super quick roguey monk kind of characters, and you have it's essentially just Raptor. That I think that'd be funny as hell. I would have to. I would have some, to visualize it. That would take some time to figure out how to actually do that. But. Like to have a game of Raptor in D and D. Yeah. That'd be insane. That'd, That'd be, be hard crazy. to coordinate. That would be very hard to coordinate. That'd be so it because it'd be so quick. It would, you would have to figure out a way of doing it in turns. It would be it would be hard. Yeah. It would be like <laughs> you know what it would be like. It would be, in a way, it would kind of be like a game of like, uh, something like a Fire Emblem or something like that, where it's like an RPG oh, yeah. like, like you know, 
moving to this position and that position, but like also how would you hide yourself yeah. from the person seeking or whatever? Now I'm thinking about it. The whole like player seeking thing might be hard. That would be very hard because it would. I think it would only be something that worked if we were on a Discord and the person who had to hide or. Like, whosoever turn had to, like, go into a separate thing or whatever. Oh, I don't yeah. know. yeah. Like, they couldn't see the visuals. Yeah. Like, there was a map. Oh! But, like, the player can It would be a one-way map where you can have it visible for all the other players, but one player can only see a few tiles at a time. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool that if you could set really it up cool. like that. I'm sure we could set it up like uh, that. Yeah, I'm sure you could, yeah. That'd be sick, actually, now that I'm thinking you about it. You could only do that through, like, a Discord thing, though. No, yeah. I did, yeah, just a long distance kind of game. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's what's going to be happening for a little while, so. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm just looking at this uh, Post Malone cover. He did a cover of Heart Shaped Box by Nirvana. Okay. Which, that's, you know, whatever. Post Malone's cool and all. I like him. He's a nice guy. But what I find more interesting is uh, he got Travis Barker to play the drums for him on that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Very cool. I'm just uh, just really happy about that. The guy is, uh, he's, uh, God, what what band does he play for? I honestly really don't have a lot to add to this conversation. No, specifically I, just because I don't know a lot about either of them. I just wanted to bring but. up some crazy thing about the guy. Um, oh, uh, oh, he's the drummer for Blink One Eighty Two. Oh, okay. Um. Sure. But you heard what happened to him. He was in, like, this crazy plane crash. Oh, really? You didn't hear about this? I, I, it might have popped up, but I didn't really know who, who he was. was. In a, he was in a plane crash that basically gave him third-degree burns over, like, 90% of his body. Holy shit. Because when it, when it crashed, he got out, and I don't, I don't remember the series of events... In, in whatever order, but at some point, um, he where he exited the plane was right on top of the jet fuel, and the jet fuel engulfed him and just whoosh, lit up, Jesus. just went up in flames, and uh, they... And he's not dead. And he's not dead, and he looks... Now, I haven't seen... I don't know how current these pictures are compared to when the crash was, but I haven't seen his body... Since then, but his face and head and everything looks perfectly fine. He looks, really? yeah, yeah, nothing. Because I don't think it got his face at all. It was just his the majority of his body, and I don't know if it's still bad or not. Because I mean, he was like a fully tatted up guy, so like, I don't know if it's like scar tissue or something there, or if it just looks normal after however long a time it's been. But dude, he uh, he went through some shit. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. I can't even imagine what it's like to. Oh, 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 I see. being burned alive by jet fuel. I see. So, so yeah, no, he looks... Holy shit, this plane is nuts. I'll show it to you this later, but... Yeah. um, Yeah, I see a picture of it, like, here, right after the crash happened. His entire back... I mean, again, like I said, he was covered in tattoos. His his entire back is, is like, blank Mm -hmm. after that. Oh, my God. Yeah, burned away all his tattoos. Uh, it's, it's insane. So all right. You must have lost, like, obviously putting aside all the tragic stuff mm. and the pain, he must have lost so much 
money. I mean, for how rich the guy is, I don't think he really cares. But regardless, I mean, that's an insane thing to survive. Yeah, that's I. I, It was a. It was like a like a small private plane, like biplane. Damn. It was in two thousand eight. That was in two thousand eight. Oh wow. Yeah, it, it. I mean, it was a while ago, but like. So he just hasn't done anything since, really. No, he still. I think he still drums for Blink One Eighty Two. Oh yeah. And he. I mean, he does other some some other stuff for bands, but he he still drums and everything. He does the same thing. Damn. Yeah. Well, good for him. I mean. I mean, great for him. Love him. Yeah. Great guy. He's a really interesting guy. I'll look into him. I don't really know a lot about him, but. It's pretty smart. It's pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah. But I I I recently saw like a few minutes of Post Malone on. Uh, Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan. That was podcast. a really good podcast. It was a good podcast. I listened to the whole one at work, yeah. Yeah. It's good. I liked it. It was cool. I liked that he just kind of fucked off to oh, yeah. wherever he went. Well, because different than what other uh, guests that he has on the show, I mean, the majority of the guests that he has on there are either his friends that he's just known for a long time, mm-hmm. MMA or UFC sort of stuff that he again, is a part of that world and knows all these people and technicalities of it, yeah. or people that he's just extremely interested in that have specific topics on, like psychology or or meteorology, really whatever those other, ones. like, those those ones are really interesting. Yeah. Uh, the one with Ian Cox. He Gosh. Actually, Joe Rogan is what got me into looking at Ian Cox. Um, what, is Ian, what does he do, Ian Cox? Oh, no, maybe not Ian. Brian Cox, that's what his name is. Okay. He's a physicist. Um, oh, he's he, he he wrote he wrote some books you might know of, but does he have like white? He has white hair, kind of slicked back. Uh, is that a different guy? No, he's got really long brown hair, but he kind of is like graying and has it like kind of over the front here. I don't know. He's he's in, he's like some uh, UK I will guy. Look him up to see if I but, know, but uh, he's really interesting, and he talks a lot about black holes and you know. Very interesting topics within that world. So, like, it's either stuff like that, or it's people that he just thinks are fun people that he doesn't really know that well and just invites them all. Like Post Malone, no one he doesn't he never knew the guy. I don't think he met the guy until that day. Yeah, and you know, just took it wherever the conversation went. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's I think it's pretty interesting the way that he's able to turn the conversation. I'm a big fan of Joe Rogan. I mean, I, it's hard to. I feel like it's annoying, but at the same time, it's hard to mention podcasting without mentioning Joe Rogan, like the biggest podcaster out there who like, he's just a conversationalist. Like he's just so good at, at, you know, turning a conversation or keeping it on there. He's also really good at being very, usually being pretty, uh, like, just allowing other people to say their opinions. And exactly. Like, he, he, he doesn't way. really he doesn't really butt in very often, and he doesn't let anyone else really change his opinion unless there's enough substantial information on it. Like, he always, like, he's a very questioning person yeah. with all of his guests. No matter what they are or what they're talking about, if he disagrees with something, he's stuck by his disagreement until something proves it differently or has him think has him thinking differently. Yeah. Which I really, I, I, I mean, these days it's hard to tell how genuine certain people are with that. I truly believe he's genuine in it. I know yeah, that's I just, so. 
But there's been enough examples of him being that way that I feel like he's just it's like, it just comes down to his attitude. He doesn't need to do it for anything. Like like there's no reason for him to lie about anything or for him to give any sort of different opinion on stuff or not say his his true opinion on things because he's rich as hell. Mm. He already has so many other means of income. Like, I mean, clearly, as of right now, I'm pretty sure the podcasting is his biggest income. I think that, like, is ins- he makes so much money, inc- not including the Spotify deal he just got, but yeah. now on that on top of it. But, like, he's got UFC stuff. He's got his um, commentating that he does for them. He does comedy still. I mean, whenever that gets up and running yeah, again. But he, he does all these things still. And, like, you know, he just does whatever the hell he wants. That's what I love. I That's, like, my aspiration in life is to get to a point where I've, like, I mean, he even talks about how many times he's like, yeah, like, Fear Factor was purely for the money. Yeah. Because, like, he didn't like it. He didn't like the filming of it. He'll never do taping like that again. I mean, yes, he said, like, oh, it's an experience that he had and, you know, good for what it was, very appreciative for the opportunity and stuff, which, you know, all everyone would be. Yeah. But... He's at a point where he can be like, yeah, I will never do TV or movies like that again. I don't need to. I don't want to. I'm just doing what I want to do. And he has the money to support whatever he wants to do. And it just turns out that those are successful as well. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal, isn't it? You know? Just to be able to do whatever the fuck you want to do with your life and still have a nice house, have a nice family. It's just crazy to me that we, like, the way that the world is set up. You know, like if you want to do any, if you want to have your, your slice of freedom and like your, your world of like doing whatever you want in the, in life, you've got to do stuff you don't want to do. Yeah. I mean, I, in many ways, if, if you're going to work in an institution, you need to pay your dues in many respects. Cause nobody in between that goal wants you to succeed because they're probably pushing for the same thing. It's, and it's they're hard. either like a couple of years ahead of you or maybe they're just stuck and they don't want to let anybody else mm-hmm. rise above them. But, you know, it, when it comes to like a podcast, you know, just fucking do it. You know, like you don't need a crazy amount of gear. Yeah. You know, and, and as you go, you get more shit. You can upgrade it and do whatever, but yeah. like you can survive off just one mic. Yeah. I mean, not even. You can survive. You can, uh, you can survive bare minimum of your phone and some place to put it like record it on your phone maybe do some slight editing on a free software that the phone offers i think uh, adobe offers a free editing software on the phone i think so yeah and even if if you want to even go that far and then find a youtube or or soundcloud something and like you can just do it that's what i love about our sort of fields i mean yeah it's going to be a bitch and a half to make a lot of money out of that and Mm -hmm. it's going to be annoying as hell but I think we'll have a much more fulfilling life than some people that go into a field purely because there's money involved with it and they're not happy in it. Like, yeah. it's one thing if you're happy in what you're doing and you're still making a lot of money. Yeah, that's the win-win situation. Sure. <laughs> but, you know, I I want to be able to do something that I'm going to be happy about doing no matter what quality of life I have, so long as I have, like, you know. As long as you're comfortable. As long as I'm comfortable with what I'm doing, yeah. it, like, with what my position in, in the economy. If you're fulfilled... Personally, and your social, and your you know economically comfortable, I feel like that's you know like that's success, and anything above that's a bonus. You know? Yeah, I mean, if I'm able, I mean, obviously, since it's still way early on in my life, I'm happy currently, even if it's by myself, living in a studio apartment, doing 
film stuff, editing, doing this podcast, doing other things, and just doing that and being able to like make a living off that and like sustain a studio apartment somewhere, I'll be happy with that. Yeah. Like I mean that's you know and then you know, you just go from there. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a bunch of other wrenches that get thrown at you, but I mean that's the thing. I, I, I'm just such a I look to the future for a decent amount of stuff, but keeping it very vague. Yeah. I like to I like to live very much like honestly, I think at the most three weeks ahead, a month. All right. And I mean it obviously it depends on different facets of life, like, you know, in terms of career and stuff. I just like to think of what what am I doing this day? What do I need to get done for this day to a, a approach closer to the goal that I want? set in the future like clearly i have goals in the future yeah but i don't look towards like okay you know a month from now i really want to be living on my own and have this sort of income from this job like no tomorrow i have this to work on to edit so that i can put it together for a reel that might lead to a job that could lead to me having a better job to it's just it's an ongoing process yeah i mean that i can i can kind of equate it to um like world building for stories i've done in the past or I'm currently doing where it's like if you focus on like the crazy huge structures and like here's the timeline for each of the royal families of this royal house or whatever mm-hmm. you're not going to get to the nitty-gritty of like what are the players going to do yeah exactly on this session if you go too far in one aspect you're yeah. not going to get to the point of like okay well what are they doing what's the bread maker's name you know I yeah, mean, yeah exactly you can go you can go in the opposite direction go way too small I mean like you know, every single person. You're basically town. writing a novel at that point. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, I think that's how life works, too, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's but you know what's really funny about that? At mm-hmm. the same time, where I, I do agree with you, at the same time, based off of our career points or whatever, that extremity of going that deep into certain aspects of it could actually help you in, like, writing a screenplay or coming up with a comic that you're thinking of. Like it's honestly like as dumb as it might sound like stuff like that can fuel your creativity to do a project in the future. I think the thing is that you know that you need to do both, but you just need to prioritize certain things before actually getting to the Mm -hmm. answers. You want to make sure at least some like this aspect is done before you moved on to the next. Yeah. Cause if you know, small stuff's not done. Then you can't actually participate in anything. Building. And if you don't have any big stuff, blocks. then you have nowhere to go. Building. Foundation. Legos. Foundational. Legos. Is it, is it Norway where Legos are from? I really have no idea. Or Denmark or something? I wouldn't be surprised. I, I know it's like Sweden. Have you Denmark seen those or? architectures over there? Yes. Oh, baby, those structures are sturdy as frick. Mmm. That's what a horse makes. All right. Do you want to call this one? I'll call you later. It's been nice to talk to you, Ben. It's been lovely. It's been nice looking at you, sir. I can't stand not looking at you every other day in my life. Let me tell you that. I can tell you when I get up in the morning and I don't see you in front of me, I'm like, oh, shit. All right. Well, that's the podcast, guys. Goodbye. All right.